And if my expectations are that I should be excellent at everything already, even without going through this humble beginner learning process, (laughs) then that's unrealistic. And it's actually in my way. It's not helping me get better. It is, in effect, keeping me from being good in the first place. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And thanks for stopping by today. We really appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Leadership Gym Podcast. Hey, if you ever have any feedback for this episode, I was having a a conversation this week and someone was able to give me some feedback. They actually shared a a story of where the podcast helped them deal with a challenge that they were focused on. And I really appreciate that because you do sort of turn these things loose. You, You chuck them into the abyss and you know that they will matter based on the work that that you've gotten to do, or at least that I've gotten to do as a coach and as a leadership consultant and in the work that I do teaching leaders. You know this stuff matters, but hearing it happen live like that and, and getting that feedback directly is something that doesn't happen a lot on a podcast. And I want us to be able to change that. If you ever have feedback for us, simply go to leadershipgym.com forward slash 16. This is episode 16. Whatever episode we're on, forward slash that number and leave some feedback right there. I look at every single comment that does come in. We get a chance to interact with listeners in ways that doesn't always happen for podcasts. So we want to make that happen. We want to hear from you. We're very interested in what you have to say and how we continue to make this better. So share your thoughts with us and with others who have their thoughts on the podcast as well. We get to build a little bit of a community like that of people that are learning to lead at a different level in different ways, learning new processes and getting new outcomes, new better sets of results. So that's a pretty cool thing for us to be working on and we hope that you'll help us work on it. This episode today, harness this as a leader to learn faster and learn more effectively. So as we dive into this episode, one of the things that we want to put right out on the table in the discussion in this conversation is that leadership is largely about learning. We sometimes get this impression, this idea in our heads that leaders are the ones that are kind of finished learning, have all the answers, know all the stuff, make all the decisions, set all the strategy, tell everybody else what to do. That, in some cases, wraps up our expectation of leaders, that they do all these things. And yet anybody who gets into a leadership role immediately realizes they don't, in fact, have all the answers. Immediately understands that they don't always know exactly what to tell someone else to do. Maybe they haven't encountered that situation. Maybe they weren't even in that particular role. Maybe the way they would do it isn't the right way because things have changed or because this person would execute it differently or because this person 
doesn't have the same context, the same background, the same set of experiences. And so the way that they would go about installing that solution, whatever it might be, to the problem isn't the right thing for them. And as leaders, that's what we have to start to work with. What's the right thing for them? not just what's the right thing. Because by definition, that means the right thing in our opinion. And yet somebody else is now doing the work. As leaders, we have to work through people. And that means that we have to learn about their challenges, their situation, their current understanding of the situation, their current set of ideas and thoughts about what might work. Then we help them shape that. We get to connect what we believe about this situation and how they might solve it or how they might improve or how they might get better with their current set of perspectives about what they might do. And here's the thing to keep in mind when we remember that leadership is about learning is that the human brain does not learn in terms of disconnected snippets or bits of information. Remember when you were back in school and you crammed for an exam at some point in time and your job, your goal was just to get all the information in there and hang on to it for a really short period of time, long enough to spit it back out on a paper somewhere and get a good grade. Your goal really wasn't the learning. Your goal was the grade. Now think about that. If our goal is just having the right answer, then we can retrieve some snippet of information. It's not a trivia <laughs> battle or a trivia game. This is about learning. It is about consistently building on our knowledge and capability as a leader. And one of the things that really helps people do this well is this mindset that they take into leadership or take into a new leadership challenge or even someone else's challenge that they're trying to help with this mindset of a humble beginner. And I call it that because humble's an important part of the process and beginners approach learning differently than those who are expected to or believe they do already know all the stuff. So here's some things to know about the neuroscience. Humans learn in context, as we talked about. They don't learn in individual snippets. They learn in patterns. Humans learn as if they're putting a puzzle together and they need a missing piece or missing pieces, not in just strings of information. So when we learn anything, it immediately starts to, our brain immediately starts to look for ways to connect it with things we already know. And if we can't find a way for it to fit, we simply don't retain it. Ever have that thing in school that just didn't make sense to you or you just couldn't connect it to the other stuff you knew about the subject or what you already understood about this topic? It doesn't stick with us. We don't retain it for very long. Maybe we can cram it in there long enough to regurgitate it on a test, but if we don't know what it means or how it connects to other things that we already do understand, it does not stay with us. And sometimes as leaders, we go approach this as if we have to tell people other things to do without them having it in context too. But more importantly, as we continue to develop as learners, we have to understand that that's how we learn as well. And so we're looking for other people people's points of view, other bits of information, other ways of approaching a problem. So we can put it in context with the stuff we already know, with the experiences we've already had, with the successes that we've already had to this point, what we already believe 
about a certain situation. Look at it another way. Think about a leader who's maybe in a, in a new role or challenged with a new situation and consider this. Right now, and, and this probably happens all the time, so even if you're listening to this podcast episode later and we're not in the middle of an election, uh, this will still ring true for you, I think. But right now, we already have sort of a picture of what we think is right or good or best about a political leader or about our choices of political leaders. And we can think about all of the things that have built that certainty for us. All of the connections, all of the experiences, all of the things that have happened in our life that cause us to come to this place. Now, when we hear information or are exposed to information that is counter to that, maybe it's the other party's stance or maybe it's something that another leader from a different party said or any of those things, our brain immediately discounts it as untrue or not important or fabricated or something along those lines because we can't make it fit into the connection that we already have about how life should be, how leaders should be, how the world should be, what political leaders should spend their time on, think about, or be as humans, or any of those things. We discount that information. Now that's just a function of the human brain. I can't make it fit, this doesn't square with what I know and believe, and therefore I'm tossing it out. But as leaders, we can't afford this. If we don't understand another point of view or another possibility or another way of growing our business or another challenge that our team's facing or another challenge that an individual on our team is facing or a place they're struggling that we don't know why they're struggling or any of those things, we can't afford to discount that. We have to learn as if we are a humble beginner. We have to go in and discover that. Here's the opposite of the political analogy. Watch a child learn to walk. Watch it take everything in as new. Watch that kid struggle and fall and immediately get back up and explore and discover and try and use that information for no other purpose than to get better. Use that information for no other purpose than to inform the next set of things that I do. See, the older we get, the more we start to inject our expectations of ourselves and the world around us into the information that we are receiving. If you watch a kid learn to walk, they don't fall down and then have the thought go through their head, wow, I'm just not good at this walking stuff. Maybe, maybe I'm just not a walker. Maybe walking isn't even something people should do. Maybe they've got it all wrong and I have it right. Maybe my way of heading forward with just this crawling thing, like if I become an expert crawler, I don't need to walk. I bet I could crawl as fast as those walking people. I bet I could do the exact same things in my life just crawling. Or maybe I'm not just gifted with that walking gene. Maybe I'm a crawler and that's just it. I mean, maybe I come from a long line of crawlers. This could be our set of thinking, and although I'm being a little bit facetious, it is a lot of times as adults. Well, yeah, they solved it that way and that worked for them, but that's not how I would solve it. I don't think it's probably the right way to do it. And you know what? Here's another thing they probably didn't consider. Or something's really challenging for us and immediately we start to evaluate as, you know what? Maybe I'm not just very good at this or why hadn't somebody else already figured this out? Why do I have to do this work for them anyway? We start to now let failures become part of our self-esteem rather than information that informs our next choice. 
we start, oh, I didn't do too well with that. Well, maybe I'm not very good at it. We start to create imposter syndrome for ourselves as leaders because of our expectations that we already have to be good at this because we got this job or because we're in this role or because we are quote unquote a leader or manager. We start to make that create expectations for ourselves that humans don't learn with. They don't learn in the face of expectations about what they should already know. We don't do that well. Humble beginners do. But those of us that have sort of allowed ego and expectations and the other barriers that we as people put into our brains, we don't learn well in that environment because we're wondering why we don't already know it, aren't already good at it, haven't already been successful here. We're having all of that conversation in our head rather than, hey, what else is important for me to know here? What other questions could I ask? Who else could I reach out to that's done this well? What else could I listen to or observe or learn from that would help me get better? That's what humble beginners do. We start to have our definition of success as one of excellence, not progress. So yes, we wanna to get to excellence, but that's where we focus on our strengths. If I'm really, really good at something, awesome, let me push it a little bit farther. Let me practice it and continue to improve it until it's excellent. But if it's already a strength, I can then start to work on excellence. If it's not yet already a considerable strength for me, then my job is not excellence, it is progress. My job is simply to know a little more, try a new thing, be a little better this week than I was last week. If I'm thinking about excellence at something that I'm not already great at, then I'm in the wrong place for learning. And if my expectations are that I should be excellent at everything already, even without going through this humble beginner learning process, <laughs> then that's unrealistic and it's actually in my way. It's not helping me get better. It is in effect keeping me from being good in the first place. Humble beginners do a few things that as leaders will help us to think about. They compare themselves to themselves yesterday, not to others. Why would I use a measuring stick for myself as someone else who's got a different set of experiences, a different set of goals, a different set of skills that they've developed, a different mindset, a different outlook, why would I do that? Why would I measure myself against something that's completely not myself? What I want to look for is progress in areas where I am a humble beginner. Am I better than I was yesterday? Am I better than I was last week? Did I do one thing that helped me improve, think differently, change uh, the way that I focus, change the amount of productivity that I had, have one more little win, win being defined as progress, not excellence, that's a humble beginner. I'm comparing myself to me yesterday or last week. Humble beginners focus on discovery, not success or what others think about them. They make their mission learning not execution or quality of execution or success. No, learning is success. So did I ask all the right questions? Did I find enough resources to help me here? Did I seek out information that might make me better at this? Did I explore all of the feedback that I'm getting as I'm trying? That's what 
a kid walking does. That's what a humble beginner does. And the third thing that you see humble beginners do is practice relentlessly. They get good at practice. They don't just view practice as the ends to a means, a thing to get done and over with because I will be great at it after I'm finished and that's what I'm going after. They start to look at practice as the thing. Am I practicing well? Did I practice enough? Am I diligent enough in my practice so that it truly helps me? Do I do it in a way that continues to cause improvement for me? But practice becomes the thing. Did I practice becomes their measure of success, not am I good yet? Because that now diverts our focus from the thing that actually makes us good and introduces all of those other barriers about ego and comparison and all of the other things that get in the way of learning. We don't learn when we're doing any of those things. So I want you to think about where in your life can you harness the power and the mindset of a humble beginner? Where can you focus your energy and your efforts on the learning, on the practice, on the discovery, and enjoy that rather than get wrapped up in, I'm not already good, and so I need to be stressed about that. I'm not already good, and so other people are better, and that's a problem for me. No, it's not. Let me tell you a story of a gentleman that I was working with who became the president of a, a multi-million dollar, in fact, hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue for this organization. He became the president of it, and he spent the first 90 days, actually longer than that, but it was a sincere focus for the first 90 days was just to be a humble beginner in the job. Now, that's interesting because he had a lot of tenure in this organization already. It's easy to walk into that role and say, I know what the challenges are. I know how people think. I know what the roadblocks are. I know what will make us better. I know what's in our way. I know what our history is. All of those things and all of those thoughts would have caused him not to be a humble beginner here. But he made a conscious concerted effort to go out and focus just on discovery. I'm going to approach this organization as if I don't already have a picture of it. I will allow the new information in now because I'm not shutting it out saying it doesn't fit with my current viewpoint. I'm letting it in as a way to form a viewpoint that is better than the one I might have had from my own singular set of experiences or thoughts or patterns. So I'm expanding my viewpoint, which allows me to make more comprehensive, more consistent, better decisions, which allows me to think about the organization holistically, not just vertically or functionally or from my own point of view. Here were some of the things that started to happen there is that other people started to think about this gentleman differently because of the way he asked questions, because of the way he was focused on learning their ideas, their expectations, understanding their challenges. It actually increased the trust that people had in him. And if you don't think you need more trust in you as a leader, uh, that's the subject for another podcast episode. But it is one of the components of leadership that we simply have to build. Even though others get to make the choice, we have to do the things that cause it. Well, one of the things that causes trust is other people believing you have their best interests at heart. 
Well, there isn't a much faster way to get there than asking questions, sincerely caring about their point of view, their lens, their approach, their history, their ideas, their thoughts. So as a humble beginner, we also begin to affect people around us differently. It facilitated several decisions for him that were dramatically different than the ones he would have made without that focus. The organization is arguably in a better position because he approached it that way. Acting like a humble beginner, approaching a new role, a new job, a new challenge, a new week as a humble beginner is a consistent tool that we use for leaders as we are helping them manage transitions. We want them to go back to this mindset where they approach it as if they are a toddler learning to walk and that they don't know anything about it yet. Your brain will make the connections, but only if you don't discard the information that doesn't already fit. Then our brain has a chance to find a way to actually put the puzzle together with the new information. And so this humble beginner approach actually helps us excel. It actually helps us be a better leader. And yet, if that's our goal, we get in the way of learning in the first place. So I want you to think about where you can use this in your life. And it can be a little thing. It can be, hey, I've just got to go tackle this one new thing. Or maybe putting a communication together for my team for the first time. Maybe it's having a meeting where we really do make progress or have a better discussion. Maybe it's structuring our week with some dedicated time to this or that or problem solving in a new way. How do I approach these things as a humble beginner? Get out of my way so I can learn. I want to get out of my own way so I can find different solutions. Focusing as a humble beginner is the way to do that. Hey, if you are not a member of the leadership gym yet, I want to ask you a couple of questions right here. The first question is, what does your team need from you? If you have a team, you probably don't expect them just to do the work each week, but not improve, not grow, not learn, not develop, not be capable of more the following week. You probably aren't hoping they do the same as last week. You're probably hoping they are better at what they do over time. One hour a week in the leadership gym can help you provide them with a leader that is getting better every week with new ideas, new insights, new processes, new approaches, and a new commitment to progress, your progress as a leader. So that's the first question. What does your team need from you and how do you do the things to give it to them? The second question, is what is your business need from leaders in it? How much of your growth, profitability, strategy, how much of your future is dependent on the leaders and managers in your business? If they are not all spending at least that same one hour a week learning to lead more effectively, then how will you get to some better version of the future than the one your business is headed to now? Send them to the leadership gym and have a monthly conversation with them just about leadership. What have we learned? What have we tried? What are we better at as leaders? It will do more for your business to invest in your leaders this way than anything else that's under your control. And the third question I have is what did you lose this week by not having yourself or other leaders in your business learning and growing? What conversations went in the wrong direction with team members? What problems didn't get solved? What problems got created? What employees disengaged a little more? 
You have to fuel your team's growth every week or things start to decay. If they don't get better, they get worse. That's expensive and you have a tool in the leadership gym that can help you. The leadership gym is always there, it's always ready, and it's always going to have a positive impact on you and your team. And if it ever doesn't, contact me immediately, randy.hall at leadershipgym.com, and we will make it happen. Go to leadershipgym.com right now. Don't lose a week of progress, a week of growth, a week of possibilities. You don't ever get that week back. Now, go join the gym and also Approach your world as a humble beginner. Approach your world in a way that lets you learn as a leader so that you can go make an even bigger difference.